Shots fired! Shots fired! Yo, what's up? It's me, Steven Kramer Glickman. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. What is happening? Smoke weed every day. All right, a lot of people... <laughs> a lot of people do. A lot of people do. All right? Um, I'm not going to say who they are, but uh, you probably know a few of them. Um, let's talk about the greatest vape that is on the market right now. It is BlackoutX.com. BlackoutX.com. I'm talking about BlackoutX.com. They've got this amazing vape. It's... Uh, Premier Vape 2016. This thing is selling for $99.95. It's under 100 bucks. all right? It's under a hundo, all right? But this thing is worth $134.95. That's what people are talking about. That's what people need right now. People are asking for this. Uh, we're talking about a zero combustion, three-in-one with no coil. All right, let's talk about this thing. It's the Premier three-in-one vape. All right, it's uh the, the it's the most anticipated vape on the market. Okay, uh, we've been hearing from people. People have been talking about it, and they are loud and clear about this. You guys, you guys all demand this pure convection vaporizer that can handle large quantities of uh, dry herbs and oil, liquid, wax. Well, guess what? This is the thing. This is the way to go, and this is what you do. You go to uh, blackoutx.com and you go pick up one of these things, uh, the Premier Vape. Uh, the 2016 version. It's got all sorts of great stuff going on. Uh, it's the um, it's the only unibody device that's less than a hundred dollars. Okay. Additionally, the Premier has uh, it's got a, a built-in battery that can support inline charging via via micro USB. Uh, there's no coil. It's just a convection baking chamber that prevents burning and maximizes vapor. Okay, and and guess what, guys? Guess what's going on? You might think I'm crazy, but the truth is. We've got an amazing deal for you because you guys are listening to the show, okay? We're going to give you 15% off a 15% off coupon. It's a promo code. We're giving you a 15% off coupon, okay? And free shipping when they spend more than $20. When you spend more than $20, you're going to get free shipping. It's pretty easy. You spend $20 all the time on a bunch of stupid stuff. So this is your turn to spend it on something that's super awesome. And the promo code is SKG15. That's right, SKG15. S KG15. So get on over there. Go check it out. Uh, check out the website. It's uh, blackoutx.com. Blackoutx.com. We're talking about blackoutx.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nighttime Show with your host, Steven Kramer Glickman. Today, we have a special guest, creator of the Roast Battle at the Comedy Store, soon to be seen on Comedy Central, also star of the Roast Battle film, directed by Jason Reitman, an official Sundance Film Festival selection, Brian Moses! Oh, also, yeah! Also joining us, Chris Paff, also known as Drama... The owner of the Young and Reckless Clothing Company, star of Robin Big, star of Fantasy Factory. I am Matt Walker, and joining us as always, your host, a man who I once beat in a cupcake eating contest, Stephen Kramer Glickman! 
That is a fact. That really did happen. I did. Yeah, you wouldn't know it by looking at us. I look like I'm made of cupcakes. But yeah. you you tried to, he tried to compete with me once and he ate just a a shit ton of cupcakes. How many cupcakes did you eat? Well, we we set like a 5 minute time limit. I think I had 4 and you had like 2. <sighs> You're such a piece of shit. <laughs> he ate way too many fucking cupcakes. I I thought he was going to get sick. And then you had to like then. You're like, hold on, I got to check my blood sugar. Yeah, it's like my blood sugar. I'm gonna die of diabetes before this uh, game is over. Uh, Brian, how are you? You're here. You're uh, you're. We're so excited that you're hanging out today. I love that story. I'll, I just want to start with that. That's crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> a fact. That's I don't a... look like I can eat that much food, but I can't. No, you, no. you don't actually. And I like that high blood pressure or, uh, you know, sugar intake actually stopped you from winning that contest. Yeah, man. I was, yeah. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I can't eat that. He's I like, he's like I want to win, but not at the cost of losing a foot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not willing to trade one foot for beating Matt Walker to cupcake contest. See, that's the problem with Matt Walker. And we noticed this when we put you, you were, uh, you were very cool. You put him on uh, roast battle and, yes, he, thank and, you. and he battled and, uh, and. But the problem—the audience with, did not like. Yeah, him. they did not like him. The problem with Matt Walker is that he—he's a little too mean, uh, without any redeeming qualities. I believe is the real. Uh, the red hair is a redeeming quality. He's—he's <laughs> he's got like two redeeming qualities, but he's a—he's kind of a, a mean son of a bitch. Um, your show is absolutely it's killing it. Amazing. Thank you. It helped revitalize a club that was DOA. Right. It was dead on arrival. It was done. <sighs> like the comedy store was like, we're like, okay, when is it just going to get torn down and turned to a parking lot? Like, like that it was, was dead. There, it was for, a relic. for years, people were like, yeah, pretty soon Polly's just going to fuck a rip this place down, turn into a parking lot. That is no longer the case. Like yeah, people don't talk about rumors, it that way. Yeah. It was like Paul's gonna make this a strip club. Or he's gonna make it a parking lot or whatever he's gonna make it. Yeah, yeah, and then your show comes along, and it is. It really was the first show because a lot of people have put on shows at the comedy store, but yours was really the first one to take off. And uh, and I was talking to someone about it the other day that I went to your show in like the first month or two of it being a mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, wow, this is a really cool show. And then I went back a year later and the judges, instead of the judges being like door guys in right. the club, it was John Legend and like John Mayer <laughs> and Chrissy Teigen. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, how did this, how did just like briefly, how did this happen? How did this situation happen, Brian? Well, uh, first just uh, you know there's no fact checkers but uh it wasn't it wasn't john legend and chrissy Teigen. i mean God, that'd be great they uh, were there they were up in the in that upper were they section. really you better fucking believe it man they never told me that <laughs> no 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 it's my first time i'm hearing about this you know, that's stage, a real you just have lights you can't see who's up there. wow yeah, yeah. chrissy no. Teigen and john legend were there wow. absolutely and nobody they were there. told me all right well now i gotta talk to i know because uh, i walked up to john legend and i tried to have a conversation with him and yeah. it did not go well <laughs> <laughs> he's like we're not ordinary people yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't talk to me at all uh, it was dope man uh so it's, it starts as an as an open mic so it was, i just want to do an open mic you know what i mean just to mm-hmm. create more station for people mm-hmm. and then um the situation happened where uh a door guy and an open mic comic uh they wanted to fight each other and instead of fighting i suggested hey why don't you guys like just were talk they, some trash gonna, like, about each other? yeah they want to kill each other what was the reason who were they do you know who uh about? yeah josh martin he's he was he's still a door guy there and then uh, kenny lyon uh the reason was mm. josh was drunk kenny was underage and nobody knew kenny was underage because he had to be 21 to get yeah. to the, uh, in the comedy store uh so then <laughs> josh was like i'm kicking him out and then kenny was like i turn 21 tomorrow i'm coming back next week i'm gonna beat your ass <laughs> and we were like yes slap box and then <laughs> I was like, no, we can't slap box, even though that'd be dope. Yeah. Uh, how about you guys just talk trash about each other, and then we'll all just judge it like a boxing match in the room. And, and that was the first battle. That was the first battle. 
Wow. Uh, Holy crap. What was the what was the first big battle? Like what the was the first big battle was Yasser Lester versus Benji Aflalo. Yasser is a writer on girls. He's also he's also an actor on girls. He writes on the Carmichael show. I mean, the guys he's Yasser's killing it right now. He's killing it back then too. Uh it was Yasser versus Benji, and Benji's a writer for the Comedy Central Roast and Nikki Glazer show on Comedy Central. And uh that was the biggest fight we had had, and that was back in 2013, like right the week wow. before Christmas. Wow. Now, when yeah. you started, you had this first battle. How do you go from that and say did, was it like the next week or like this was so cool let's do this like next week or was it like it well, took I was you like a month show. to figure it out or, or what happened yeah it was like I was doing the show anyway every week just as an open mic so then it, that would be like the halftime of the open mic it would be okay. like alright two guys want to like, we got two more guys want to battle just keep doing it and we just kept doing it every week and then literally every week since we started it I, I haven't had not had a battle God. just because so many people just want to talk trash to each other That's in front of all their peers and their idols unbelievable awesome. and the longer that you've been doing it the more intense that show has gotten the bigger names that have shown and that's up. what's nuts about it because that doesn't usually happen things don't like gain steam they usually lose it especially yeah. in comedy right yeah absolutely yeah. so it it's yeah it's nuts man it's it, it gains steam every year from uh from hitting the festival circuit last year with south by southwest and uh and just for laughs and then this year you know the movie comes out and goes to sundance oh my god and so. then the tv show and the TV show is going to be Holy this summer. Yeah. Have you seen shit. a lot of copycats popping up around the country? Yeah, it's a movement now. I mean, you're talking about it's on, it's in four continents. Wow. There's uh, there's what? two cities. Yeah, there's two cities in Australia that do it: Melbourne and Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's uh, the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's South Africa that has actually mm-hmm. South Africa has a roast battle TV show coming out in Comedy Central South Africa. Get wow. the fuck yeah. out of here! Are you a, a piece part of that, of that or, or no? no? I don't know that. Yeah, so that's, that's a no. <laughs> I mean, my my you lawyer's looking into it. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, I think I think we're all affiliated for the most part. Oh, really? And then yeah, there's there's six cities in Canada, and then there's like eighteen to thirty cities here in the United States that do it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's going to be a league soon, I think. So. Jeez, yeah. Louise, man. But jeez, Louise is yeah. the correct nice. <laughs> response for that. That's that's it's absolutely that's incredible. It's really amazing, man. Um, I want to. We we have much more to talk about with okay. you, but Hang uh, let's uh let's bring in our a very special guest. Uh, you you know this guy. You've seen him on Punked. Uh, but we all kind of grew up like we all kind of grew with you. Like we watched you on Rob Deerdeck's Fantasy Factory. Uh, yep. your uh your second cousin, a a, a family relation of yours. Yeah, yeah. We watched you come from like being just like. A dude hanging out, just just being around to like. I remember seeing the episode of you creating uh, Young and Reckless. Yep. And and then this brand is a massive fucking brand. Like it is a huge, huge deal. And we're super lucky to have you. Drama is here. You come on. Oh, thank you. Stop, yeah. Stop. Thanks so much for being here, man. Hey, thanks for having me. No, that's this it's, was a great turnaround. Like, quick, we had a meeting the other day, and you're like, "Hey, yeah. you want to stop by and do this thing?" I was like, "I'd love to." I know. And your office is super cool. It has a cool view, but it's really dirty, and I'm not taking advantage of my good real estate. No, 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 no. <laughs> this guy has uh, Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future, two uh, Nikes sitting on the yep. sitting on in a glass box. Yeah. How how they should be displayed in a glass yeah, box? Hundred yeah, percent. That's the. I mean, that's as far as I went. I moved into that office, and I'm like, man, this is going to be the sickest office ever. I'm going to decorate it. I'm going to get a box for my shoes. I got a box for the shoes. I never did another thing. That's everything it. else is from IKEA. I know. No, that's it, man. My uh, I I have an in my little home office. I have a giant glass case that's filled to the top. It's huge. It's like six feet tall, and it's filled to the top with Star Wars toys from the nineteen eighties. <laughs> yeah. That's about, about as cool like, as I priorities. Get. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, I keep those locked away. Everything else, 
Who the fucking dogs can eat if yep. they want to. Mm. And they do. Like, I've walked in on my dog, like, chewing on a He-Man toy from 1979. You know, and you're <laughs> I mean, like, I like that they're in a glass case, like, you know, just in case of emergency, I'm going to break these open and just, <laughs> right. you know, just rock play. these in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I forget how to tie my shoes, I can just break the glass and they'll tie themselves. Yeah. <laughs> if I get a head injury, right. break the glass. Yeah, yeah exactly. Somehow that makes sense. Yeah. That's makes sense. <laughs> if you fall off your hoverboard, <laughs> right? It's not your head over. You got the shoes. That can tie you got the shoes. that can tie themselves. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you're we. right. Oh, see, you are right. Um, so let's let's uh, let's figure this out. Where did you uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Akron, Ohio. Really, just cricket town. Yep. What uh, LeBron country? Yeah. yeah, LeBron. Yeah, that's that's what we got but before we got LeBron. LeBron. Right. Yeah, like as I think yeah. LeBron was like two years ahead of me in school, and so I remember like he was killing it in high school, but okay. I just could not have given. Can I cuss on here? Yeah, okay. you can say whatever the fuck. Couldn't you have want. given a shit less. Um, and my dad is a photographer, so my dad was taking photos of the games. My dad is like, my dad took the photos of LeBron and his now wife and their newborn baby. Right, mm. it's hanging what? in their studio. Yeah. Holy crap! And he would go shoot his Saint V uh, games. And so my dad would always say, yo, you have to come check this kid out. He's so good. He's so good. And I was like, dad, I don't give a shit about like a good high school basketball player. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, like, what the fuck, dad? You know I don't care about that. And then I remember like there was the whole thing where he bought his mom a Hummer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember hearing about yeah, that. Yeah, when he was still in high school. Yeah. yeah, and so you would see the Hummer around town. And so that's when I started to be like, shit, like I probably should have went to a couple of those games. Like something's happening here, yeah. right? Right. And... Yeah. He'd be at weird little after parties and shit around town for high school, normal partying shit, house parties. Yeah. Anyway, point is, never met him, never, couldn't have gave a shit less, and he See, ended up turning into it. LeBron James. He yeah. just signed a you billion- blew it! Yeah. He just signed a billion dollar contract with Nike. You could have like slipped in there for like 10 grand yeah. if you knew him. Like He'd be like, hey, uh, we're buddies. Like, yeah. bro, Spokesperson just, for Young and Restless. Could have been yeah. Yeah. Could've like, do you know how much more fun my trips back to Ohio would be now? <laughs> right, exactly. If that was my boy. Oh my God. No, now it's just like my weird cousin. <laughs> and, and I drive past, I know where his house is, and it's on the way home from the airport. Oh. So every time you land and go to my house, like, there's LeBron's house. <laughs> yeah. yep. That's hilarious. Yeah, so that's Akron, really Ohio, cool. that's all we got. We got LeBron James. You got the Akron Zips. We Zips. have the Zips, which is a cool name for a college mascot. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what the hell it is. Is it a zipper? What is it? It's a bee or something, right? It's like a fuck, yeah. 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 But I guess I don't know. It's something, it's like a hornet or a bee. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It'd be yeah. cool if it was a zipper. That'd oh, be a pretty cool mascot. No. I agree. The only, the only I mean, claim to fame. Weird, we're like Michael well Jackson jackets yeah. with like 40 zippers on them. That would be cool. That'd be dope. The yeah. only claim to fame I had when I was a kid was that Steve Gutenberg lived in my aunt's building <laughs> in nice. Westwood. And every time I'd be at her building, she'd be like, someday maybe you'll be as successful as Steve Gutenberg. You could be in Police Academy 7. Who knows? Like, she would always give me, try to like. Keep doing Fiddler on the Roof, the musical, and someday <laughs> you might you might be in uh, in a, in a thing like that. Amazing. Um, so what? Like, how did this happen? So you came out, you come out to Los Angeles at what point? Um, so when I was eighteen. Um, so as soon as I graduated, I knew the moment school was over, I wanted to come to L.A. because I knew uh, Rob lived in L.A. My cousin, um, he was a professional skateboarder. I didn't know him very well growing up, but I knew like I had a I had a an ally in LA, right? Sure, yeah. And I grew up skateboarding, and LA is the skateboard capital of the world, right? Right. So I'm like, at the moment I graduate, I don't know how, but I'm moving to LA. 
So I saved up all my money, all my graduation money, all my everything. I had $2,000. I thought I was rich. <laughs> Fuck yeah, um, absolutely. That'll last you three days in Los Angeles. 100%. And that's what happened. I was Been like, there. holy cow. Like, I just blew. It'd be equivalent today of like blowing through 100 grand in like a day. Oh, and God. so I- What'd you spend it on? <laughs> I don't even fuck, I don't even remember. I feel like it was like- I've done the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, you've oh. blown 100 grand in a day? No, no. I blew I blew like two grand when I moved, I moved to LA with yeah. like money that I had saved up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And immediately bought like all the porn I could, yeah. and then went to every strip club. And I we didn't have strip clubs where I grew up, yep. so I went to like every single strip club. And I was yeah. like, "Look, there's a million different kinds of women, and they're all naked." I was like, "How much do I have to pay to like hang out at these strip clubs?" Yeah. And I throw be throwing, uh, and I think that's what happened to me too. Because throwing I cash everywhere like a moron. Yeah, I don't even have anything to say. Like I spent the two thousand dollars on this. I think it was, it was just like coming here. And not having any rules and like cigarettes and alcohol and strip clubs and like what? And then like you're broke um, instantly, right? So I learned that lesson quick. But what really happened was my brother was a really, really good skateboarder, still is. And so when he, he's four years older than me, when he was 18, uh, Rob said, yo, you should move here for the summer, um, get a head start, look for apartments, whatever, whatever, but you should be a pro skateboarder. So I was devastated. I'm stuck in Ohio. I'm 14 years old. I'm like, man, this sucks. I'm never going to get this opportunity. So when I turned eight, when I turned 18, I called Rob, and even though I barely knew him, and just asked for the same favor and said, hey, give me three months, right? You gave my brother three months. It's only fair you give me three months. So, <laughs> Great. so I, he was like, fine, man, like, cool. Um, and I think he was probably pretty bummed because like, I was just like a shitty little Ohio. Like, I, it wasn't the same deal. It wasn't like, you're so good at skating, you should come. It was just like, all right, man, shit. So, <laughs> so anyway, I came. We ended up becoming really, really close. Um, he's like my older brother now. You know, we just bonded. I don't know. We just got yeah. along. And um, it just so happens that right when I was leaving to go back to Ohio to kind of pack my things and go to my apartment would have been my new life in L.A., his personal assistant quit um, and he was like, Hey, do you want to be my personal assistant? I'm like, I don't even know what a personal assistant is. I have no idea. All his friends were like, don't do it. That'll hurt your whole relationship. You guys won't get along. Um, whatever. But I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. Cause it's better than working at Starbucks. So yeah, sure. <laughs> that's what happened. So then I, um, started working for him, got an apartment and here I am. What, what did it do to your relationship as far as, cause that can be very tricky. Yeah. That can be a tricky situation. I will say what it did is I got the most priceless, like, the most priceless information I have ever gotten was just seeing him try to be an entrepreneur and try to start businesses and try to start TV shows. And I mean, I was here right before we started filming the first pilot for Robin Big. So I got the whole education. He literally, when I moved here, he was just a pro skateboarder. And instantly in like the span of a year, he was like an entrepreneur, reality star mogul. Right. And so I got to watch all that and I got to go run all the little errands for it. So it didn't really hurt our relationship, man. I, I enjoyed the like the chaos and yeah. having you as a like a trusted ally, yeah. you know, that can like help out and make things, you know, that you could be handling things for him while he's handling other things. Yeah, and he knew I know. would never screw him over. Yeah, he, like I would be like deal. in his closet and in his, you know, he knew like this isn't some outside guy. And then when he yeah. started to like get famous and shit, then it's a whole another ball game, right? So it's right. not like. You just hired this kid to come into your house. Um, so it was good, man. It, it was tough and it was real work and it was, he was real hard on me and whatever. But I, 
I don't know, just the way that I am is I would rather people be hard on me and give me the truth and learn sure. than like to be babied or get my feelings hurt. That's just how I've always been. Yeah. Um, so it, like I said, we're closer now than ever. I was the best man at his wedding where, you know, I really, I still go to him for a lot of advice. Yeah. Um, it made us really close, you know. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Brian, um, yeah. you and me actually, we, me and Brian both worked at the comedy store. Did we work at the comedy store at the same time or? No, I no, think you had just you gotten. you were in La Jolla. Yeah. When I was working. When you in, actually started to blow up a little bit when you were on Last Comic actually. Yes. Yeah. I was on Last Comic, but I was on, I was working at the store at the same time as I was on, on Last Comic. Right. But I was in La Jolla at the You time. were in La Jolla yeah. at the time working at La Jolla Comedy Store. Yeah. Um, where did you come from? Are you from La Jolla? No, I started I started stand up in San Diego. Back yeah, like uh, I want to say 2007. Is that where you grew up? No, no, I'm a military brat, so I grew up in like a lot of different weird places in California. Did like, you end up there because your dad got stationed there? No, I I ran away from oh. wherever the fuck I was. Yeah, it was I was in a, a small desert, like near Bakersfield. If anybody knows where Bakersfield, yes. how terrible sure, that is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. And then yeah. before oh, that was God. like Fresno. You know what I mean? So like okay. like the real armpits of California. Yeah, I was just... like I need to go to the beach and like get out of this landlocked area. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I went to San Diego and then. Uh, yeah, I was I was there for like six or seven years. I want to say like three years into San Diego, I started doing stand up, and then I moved up here in 2010. Yeah, did you Wait, always want to do stand up? Hmm? Did you always want to do stand up, or I, you know what? I uh, I think I always wanted to do it, but I was always terrified of it. And you know, being in like small rural towns, there's isn't, there's no stand, there's no comedy yeah. clubs. Right. So yeah. when I got to a city with a comedy club, I was like, oh, oh, and then I, I got into it. What yeah. was your jobs at the comedy store? Like normal jobs? Um, well, nightclub uh, jobs. Yeah. What, what was your job there? Because yeah. uh, I've got a weird job. <laughs> a weird job. Well, yeah. uh, you were the box office guy, so you take all the calls. Mm, yeah, I worked in the. I worked up in the office, yeah. and I answered phones throughout the day, and then I would sleep in the belly room in the uh, in where right. you do roast battle. Yeah. I would sleep in the belly room between shifts, and then at nighttime I'd work you, as yeah, a doorman. All of us, yeah, exactly. everybody yeah. kind of did that. But yeah. when I was working, when I was working. Working at the store, uh, I had to handle two phone calls that are well. There are three phone calls that happened when I worked there mm -hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> that are legendary to my life. Number one was uh, I got the phone call from uh, Paulie the night that Joe Rogan got into the fight with Mencia. Carlos Mencia. Mm -hmm. I got the phone call from Paulie. Well, so Mitzi calls me and she goes. Tell Rogan he can't perform at the store during the weekends, only on the weekdays. I don't want him there. I don't want him fighting. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, no problem. I'll, I'll let Rogan know. So I called Joe Rogan. I'm like, hey, Joe, huge fan. It's Stephen Glenn. Um, just, yeah. hey, listen, um, you can't. Mitzi called. She said, you cannot perform here on uh, the weekends, only during the week. He goes, all right, that's fair. All right, no problem. I get it. Okay. Like, I'm sure it'll be lifted at some point, but yeah, that's right. for now, right? Hang up the phone. Paulie calls me and he goes, Hey, bro, it's Paulie. Hey, bro, listen, you got to call Rogan. Tell him he's banned for life from the club. Can't have him here anymore. And I was like, Your mom actually called and she already told me he can perform during the week. And he goes, No, bro, call him back. Let him know. I was like, Why don't you call him? And she, he goes, Do your job, bro. This is your job. This is what you got paid for. You got to do this. Paulie's so I like, call because he knows how to fight. You call him. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I call Rogan back. I'm like, hey, Rogan, you're fucking uh, Paulie just called and said you're banned for life from the club. So Rogan put all the phone numbers it's for the comedy news. store on his website and told his fans yeah. to call us and complain. So literally for a month straight, I'd answer the phone and be like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Like one after another, <laughs> right. just 
angry Rogan fans are the worst, <laughs> and they'd call and fucking yell at me on the phone for like uh, for like a month straight. Yeah. Um, that was the first bad one. Second bad one was I got the call from Mitzi to ban uh, Michael Richards for life. So you're the, the banning club. guy. I had to I had to call you're Michael the Richards or the phone call enforcer. Yeah. yeah, I called him and told him that he was no longer allowed to perform at the club, and he was very very upset. And it was <laughs> did very... he call you? Did he call you a nigger? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> he did not. Uh, but yeah, that was like it was like I, I just happened to be there during those two and then the third one which i which really like inspired like the way that i handle business in this town too is uh i got a phone call one time from the from the military in san diego saying mm-hmm. that they wanted to do a show and they wanted tommy or whoever the booker was for the club to book the show right. and so i left the note for tommy to call them back and book it and it was uh they were spending two thousand dollars per show booking the co- the show for the USMC for the military mm-hmm. and Tommy the booker at the club at the time did not return their call and so they called again and I left a note again and he didn't do it again so I called them and I said I was the booker nice I was like I'm the booker here what can I, what can I, what can I do for you yeah. I'm Steven Glickman and I became the booker for the USMC and booked all of our friends like all these fucking comics I got Ian Edwards down there Brian yeah. Callen down there and lot, I think Sean Halpin, lots of like guys who were working at the store that yeah. were just making a couple bucks. I got them down there, got them paid real nice, and we had a, we had a, it was a good run. It was a really yeah. good run. But it was one of those things that like if you're given an opportunity, you know, whatever it does, whatever it is, doesn't matter how big or small it is. And both you guys have have done stuff like this. All you guys have done this is yeah. that when you get an opportunity, you just have to fucking grab it and ride the shit out of it. Hundred percent. You know. Um, what drama you got to tell me, um, Chris, you got to tell me, <laughs> I, we were just talking about this downstairs. I, I introduced you to, <laughs> yeah. to Laura Keitlinger downstairs and yeah. I go, uh, Laura Keitlinger, uh, this is a uh, drama. And you were like, Chris. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Chris. Yeah. And she was like, hello. Hi guy. guys. Guys. Hi identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is kind of a, is yeah. that kind of a situation for it you? Is. It is. It really, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. Um, it's that drama is, you know, not the most original uh, nickname. And it became... So let me just say, the way that that happened was when I actually hit Rob up when I was 18 years old and said, hey, man, I want to come to L.A., my email address was Cause and Drama, right? Because I thought I was a rapper. I don't know what I thought. <laughs> Listen to too much rap music, right? And, yeah, Chris. And literally, yeah. Right? Like every moronic 18-year-old has that, that thing where they're like, I'm going to be cool with this email address. Yeah, like check this out, right? And I Check, oh, check yeah. out my check out my Yahoo.com email address. Yeah, and I remember when MySpace started, it was yeah. like fake photos with like basketball jerseys and like, what up, it's drama, right? And yeah. my name was Cause and Drama on MySpace. Stupid. Uh, anyway, so I sent this long email. Hey, man, my brother had this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking maybe I could pick up some spare work, whatever you need, blah, blah, blah. The email of my dream, it would be like me writing an email now to like, I don't even know, to, to who knows, whatever. Rob so, Deerdick, yeah. To Rob Deerdick, yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like, to like Ari Emanuel, right? Like I have this sure, idea for yeah. an agent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and he just wrote back, cause and drama, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, damn it. Blew it, right? <laughs> one chance, you fucking blew it, right? Right. So, anyways, Hilarious. so you only get one shot. Yeah, like, yeah. So, Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. So, in his normal, <laughs> yeah. Steve loves spaghetti. That's why he left. That was my moment. Yeah, that was my damn it. That was my eight mile moment. So, so funny. I um, so in his normal Rob Deerdeck funny kind of way, when he said, "Yeah, sure, go ahead and move out." 
Um, he took all my shitty MySpace kind of joking photos, spread them out on his kitchen table, and told all of his friends that his cousin Drama was moving to LA and that he's a rapper and everyone take care of him and be nice to him, whatever. So it was literally like I showed up and they were like, Drama, Drama, what up, Drama? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is he making fun of me or what's going on? And then like a few months later, we started filming the show. And so my name was Drama on the show. And so anyway, getting to the point. That's where it came from. It's a stupid way to get a nickname. Uh, it wasn't my nickname growing up. And so now that I'm 29 years old, I have reached this point where I have a hard time when I know I'm talking to a grown woman right. who doesn't know who I am. And I'm just a skinny white dude saying, hi, I'm drama. It's like, it's a little goofy. Right. right. Oh, God. So that's my identity crisis. I don't know. The other day I was like, I'm going to change my name on all my social media and I'm just going to be Chris Path. But I think that's a bad decision. I'm I'm in a jam. That's a really interesting situation to be in. And it's good that you're self-aware of it yeah. that's really important it's like your puff diddy diddy thing right now yeah like i need it yeah. yeah yeah or puffy. went from sean combs to sean puffy combs to sean p diddy combs to p diddy to, to diddy yeah. to puff daddy to puff oh, puff yeah. daddy's in there somewhere like it was yeah the great greatest by now, the way now he's just a bad rapper so yeah, yeah. Right, well, i understand his it's almost his like pain. he was trying for like uh his own personalized license plate, and he's like, no, I can't get that one. All right, screw yeah. it. Let's go P. 100%. Diddy. Damn, take it. All right, let's just go Diddy. No, damn, take it. All right. 100%. Very uh, uh, little uh, little uh, Twitter uh, name drop. I uh, I went over to some fucking place, I don't know, uh, Burlington Coat Factory, mm-hmm. I think, and I bought a uh, puffy, like, Sean, Sean John sweater. You're wearing one right now. You're wearing <laughs> a Sean John jacket, jacket right which now. I didn't buy, by the way. I know. Was, yeah. You got this from the from the set of Big Time Rush. Yeah. <laughs> Whose jacket was that? <laughs> this was Carlos's. It's Carlos's jacket. Because yeah. I'm the same size as a member of, bo- of a boy band. <laughs> a boy well, actually, band. all yeah. the members of the boy band. I was the same size as all yeah, of you them. You raided that fucking closet. They like, were getting rid of wardrobe. They were like, we're yeah. going to throw this out. Yeah. Or would you like to take though. it? I was there on the last day of shooting. They're like, just take it. Like, take what you want. all of their stuff. Free clothes. Yeah, we would have never I don't known. know how to dress cool. This no, is the closest thing I will ever have yeah. to dress. I was cool. gonna say, I'm like, man, like, Matt's a really snappy dresser, but now, <laughs> now I understand why. Yeah, it starts yeah. to make sense a little bit. Uh, but I, I got a like a Sean John sweater, wore it, took a photo of me wearing it, posted it on Twitter, and and said, uh, like, wearing Sean John like a boss, and like <laughs> tweeted Puffy, and he fucking retweeted me Amazing. and wrote back and was like, look at fly, son. And I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I can retire from Twitter. I got tweeted. I was it so was excited. Dream. Yeah, no, two. <laughs> 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 That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. That's He's, so funny. Oh, the people near me, you wouldn't expect me to be the one dropping rap references I know. over and over again. Come on. You keep hitting it all oh. every time. How'd that yeah. happen? Yeah. Really impressive. <laughs> That's really, really great. Um, When's your mixtape dropping? <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, let's, uh, let's, uh, we gotta, we gotta throw this, throw this in the mix. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, uh, real quick, real quick, Brian, I got a, I got a question for you, man. Yes, Steve. How's this fucking show go from being, your show with a bunch of your friends to being your show with a bunch of your friends and the legendary roast master Jeff Ross. Like, how does that is that was just a natural fit? How'd that work out? It's crazy. Uh, the first time I, cause I we always wanted Jeff to, you know, to come judge, and I, I was like a, a pipe dream at the time. And then, um, I knew his girlfriend at the time, so I was like, hey, you know, if there's any way that you know Jeff would ever come by and just drop in and just judge, you know, if he wants to, you know, be part of the show, I think he'd dig it. And she, you know, she was a battler at the time. She was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll try my hardest. And she tried for like months. And then uh, I remember he, he sent me, he sent her an email saying like, ah, I just can't do it. Just because, you know, like 
Jeff was like at the time, you know, he was he wasn't coming to the store a lot, and he was like uh, he was touring a lot, and he was going to move back to New York. He said, which is why he wasn't in L.A. a lot. So then when uh, it just happened by chance that he just happened to be there, and then uh, a judge, of my, a judge friend of mine, Brett Ernst, had dropped out, and I was like, hey, I need a judge, Jeff. You're here. Will you just you since you're going to be up there anyway? Because he just he just came up to see it because his girlfriend yeah. brought him there, mm-hmm. and then uh, he was like, yeah, I'll check it out. Whatever, kid. You know what I mean? And he came up and he just, he saw the energy in the room. Like everybody says, like, I remember when you said the same thing, like the energy in that room reminds yeah. people of like the nineties Jeff Jam crowds. Mm-hmm. Not so many black people, but just like the energy, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So when he saw, you could literally see his face just like, yeah, I, I want this. You know what I mean? So then literally the next day he was like, Hey, I want to make that a TV show. That thing you do on Tuesdays. Oh, shit. Are you into that? So it, it literally happened within like three months of the show, man. We we were ready, like we were ready and producing a TV. Who was show. on stage wow. when he? That yep. was Yasser and Benji. Okay, so he came like yes. like the perfect night. That was the perfect night because Benji was a, a roast writer of his, yeah. so it was like he knew Benji, so it was like it was comfortable for him to be there. So he came, he saw it, he loved it. It was our, it's still one of our best battles today. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen the best battles ever, and I'm still saying that's the top five that Benji and Yasser. Nice. Yeah. Uh, my favorite battle I've ever seen was Saratiana versus Ralphie May because Ralphie that May had dope. no fucking idea what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> he was just fat and a roll of balls, man. Yeah. That dude had no idea what was happening, and Saratiana just she ate, him, ate him for yeah. dinner. Um, Drama's got a show. You have a Chris, you have a show here um, yeah. that you that Young and Reckless produces that has yeah. literally been sold out every single time I've been to it. Duh. And it's uh, Matt Reif is the host of it. Yeah. And it's a fucking huge show. You and guys get all great comics. To, yeah, that's all that's all that all, all the credit for that goes to Matt. He's yeah, but just how did you guys it. I mean he's a ama- he's great. Yeah. How did you guys meet how did this how did you decide to get into the stand up game? I'm gonna be honest, man. It, it kind of um I, I don't want to take credit where credit is not due. What sure. happened was he became friends with one of my marketing guys at Young and Reckless. Um, he knew which, that which guy? Uh, Chief. Did you meet oh, Chief? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Is that the guy who used to be at LRG? Or yep. or no, he was at Crooks. Right, right, yep. right. So he was. At Crooks. I know the guy that used to be at LRG, Kevin. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was with because, me for years. Yeah, because he was our guy at uh, on Big Time Rush. He did all our clothes yep. back in the day. Yep. So Chief was at Crooks. He's been with me for a couple of years now. So him and Matt became uh, friends. Started giving him gear. He knew that Matt uh, and I would get along just because he's young and he's a cool guy, whatever. Um, so he brought him around. Um, Matt came up with the idea. Like, can we do this? I could get some of my friends together if you guys want to sponsor it. It could be a cool thing. And I was like, sure. To be dead honest, I wanted to do it because I was sick of doing, like, the cool guy clothing line like club pop bottle like i hate that shit man it's like it's just that's what you're expected to do in the clothing industry and i think that's kind of the old clothing industry but Mm -hmm. the old clothing industry is very like rappery and bottle Mm -hmm. poppy and cars and blah 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 i personally wanted to start doing more things like going to comedy nights i just have the blessing of being able to sponsor one because I decided I wanted to go to more comedy nights. Sure. So I can't take the credit and say I curated this massive thing. Matt did an incredible job. I think we did a good job at tagging on and of bringing people out and kind of raising awareness. Mm -hmm. And that really created this kind of great combo where he's been able to get incredible talent. We've been able to get people to show up. Yeah. Um, And it's only, we've only done two of them, but I didn't even realize what I was getting myself into when i went to the first one i was like oh shit like this is really dope like this is really fun and this is just really something yeah so then the next one is when i went really really hard to invite everyone i know um and that one was a way bigger crowd and then i'm hoping that as we go we can just really because now i get it sometimes you know i have to admit you just there's so much stuff going on and you don't you know you just try shit yeah to be honest you just try shit that you like and you hope 
once something works. That's the roast battle. That's the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, and like how you said, like mm-hmm. you just did it. Kind of, it came up to you, and, and it just gained this steam, and you didn't expect it at all. Yeah, mine's <laughs> like all. that, but way more. Yours is way doper, way more conceptualized and a cool idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it's a similar. Like, I didn't know what we were getting into. And That's how worked. the nighttime yeah. show started. We, that, yeah, he, he just happened to be guest hosting for Tom Green on Webavision. <laughs> well, and, wait. So Tom Green, Tom Green's manager calls and goes, "Hey, we want you to uh, take over for Tom Green for one episode. He's gone for the week, and you need a of his podcast. Yeah, for his he has a he had a web series. Got it. Yeah. So he was uh, he was like, well, he's gone from hosting the web series. You can book whoever you want as a guest. And I went, um, can I? Um, I have a couple ways i'll do this i have a i have a couple things i need if i'm gonna do this they go "Uh, okay what do you need i go i want to do a monologue at the top of it and they're like well tom doesn't do a monologue i was like yeah but i want to do a monologue and they were like okay i was like also i want to tape two episodes and they were like all right and i was like and i want um jeremiah watkins to be to play saxophone as my band and they were like Oh, okay. I was like, "Am I? I want my dog to be. Can my dog be a guest?" And they were like, "What? What? Just do whatever. Like we don't <laughs> like, fucking don't care, care about like, this shit free. at we don't all." Give a shit. Yeah. So we went down and recorded two episodes in a row. Um, they were two of the yeah. highest rated episodes that Tom. He, he brought me in wow. to write some monologues for the show. Yeah, so I wrote monologues. Matt Mike Black wrote, came on. He was uh, a guest. He played, as an animal expert who brought his played, dog on, <laughs> claiming that it was a dangerous animal. From, and he from was the safari. He, was, he played was Safari Dan from the zoo. Yeah. Dressed him up as a safari guy. We had uh, Kendall, who was on Big Time Rush with me. You had Tanya um, Chisholm. We had Tanya Chisholm. With breakaway glass. With, and you just kept breaking yeah, we stuff. Kept, I kept congratulating her on a new apartment. And I kept pulling out breakaway glass and then shattering it all over the <laughs> stage. <laughs> and just create breaking lots of shit. And it was really fun. And then uh, my dog came out and I, I tried to interview my dog. And he barked at me the whole time. And yeah. um, Josh interview. Sussman did stand-up horror. Yeah horrible stand-up yeah, that we played a laugh track to which was funny it's just like weird and then, and then when we had Robbie who's our like show mascot big fat uh, Robbie who yeah. we had stand na- like almost completely naked in just be- tidy whities behind me like, behind him like rubbing my ear and rubbing stuff. his ear so while Matt was holding up the cue card so we yeah. kept cutting to shots of Matt <laughs> looking horrified it was really it, it was really fun so it, it went online it did insanely well like crazy crazy numbers so much so that Tom was getting phone calls a month later people, for our guests. Like we had that people, we, had, uh, we, we, we yeah. he tweeted the number, like, "Hey, call in if you want to talk to Kendall," uh, <laughs> because like all his big time Rush fans would want to do that. Right. So he put this number up on Twitter, and then people were calling in. They saw the tweet like a week later, and they're right. like, "Oh, let me call this number right. and talk to Kendall." So they're calling Tom Green live while he's so doing Tom's his show. Like trying to interview Brody, and and it's like, "I want to talk to Kendall." And <laughs> yeah. So Just they were not show. happy with <laughs> with how that came down. So then uh, Emily over at the Improv, mm-hmm. I mean, Emily at the Comedy Store, was like, "Hey, I want to uh, uh, do you do you want to do, put on a show here on a Friday night? We have a we have a free night if you want to put something on." So we put on a fake. Like not a fake, I guess like a a live, a live late, late night, night show, show, and it was like Eric Charles Nielsen and DJ Doug Pound and Brent Weinbach, and it was very alt. It was really alt. Jeremiah, yeah. Mike Black, and we had a band, and it was weird. And uh, and then we moved to the lyric, mm-hmm. and then we did it. Started doing it as like more of a like a legit, more into it like as yeah. a legit talk thing. show. And then we got really lucky. And then Jamie at the here at the Improv was like, "You guys should come do it here Saturday night, 10 p.m." Because we're doing we Wednesdays. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And then we moved here and literally it's been 
um, and then Fireball Whiskey sponsored the show, and then oh yeah, and now it's like we give away five hundred dollars worth of whiskey before the show starts. Nice, yeah. and, and then beca- see people driving. Oh god, yeah, yeah man, <laughs> yeah. take Uber. It's, no Uber. It's fun though because like a lot, you know, and I feel like I always feel like this about like you know shows like like TV shows and real show and like and like stand up shows. It either way, if you're doing it because you're you know surrounded by your friends and you're doing it for a good reason and you're like enjoying the whole thing it doesn't matter if like the show will end up like shows end up getting picked up for television like your show getting picked up for you know at at comedy central or the sundance film festival official selection like jason reitman getting involved to direct it he's he's like one of our biggest fans it's nuts like we still sit around my girlfriend and me the other day uh chris we were talking the, the other day and i said um yeah i said oh, i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go meet with with uh with drama and she goes um i'm coming with you and i was like no no not like not today like i'm i'm gonna go and, and meet with him and she was like yeah. oh okay i mean cool like you know whatever i was just gonna say like i could drop you off or whatever and i was like no no no, no it's cool like i'm gonna i'll uber down there it's an afternoon or whatever yeah so then the next day i'm talking to her and she goes so was it fun and i was like yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like we hung out. We had a really nice time. He's great office, and she was like, "Cool." So, what was uh, what was the fantasy factory like? And I was like, "No, uh, no, amazing. no, it yeah. wasn't at fantasy." I was like, "If it was at fantasy factory, you would have come with me. Like 100%. we would have, of course, you would have come to that." And yep. she, but like, I was like, "It's at an office, yeah, like on yeah, Wilshire. Yeah. It's like an like an office building." She was like, "Oh, I had no idea." And what it, what was so interesting about it too is that like. When you told me to come by, the mm-hmm. first thing that I thought was, "Holy shit, I'm going to get to go to the Fantasy yeah, Factory." Yeah, damn it. Because that's that's like that's what what's so cool about that show that you did yeah. is, is very similar to like you know the reason why we do these stand up shows. Yep. It looks like you had fun the entire time you guys were doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely, you got to talk about that. Yep. So I'll say first of all, there are the occasional times when I can see on people's faces when they come to our office. Just disappointment. No, right. yeah, no, no not, I not really like your office. Yours. It's okay. No, no, no. All right, I didn't know you did good, a good, good job. Like, oh, nice view. Like, oh, I was no, expecting was... a foam pit and a mini horse. Whenever there was, <laughs> the view's cool. Uh, but no, like you can see like actual disappointment um, because our office is you know on the eleventh floor of a building on Wilshire. It's like the farthest thing from you know the fancy factory. Yeah, so, sure. um, so first of all, that. Second of all, and I apologize. I should have clarified. No, um, <laughs> no, what? No, when you sent me the text of where the address was, yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's an it's an office." Yeah. I knew where it was. I, I knew should start putting was. in parentheses, not the fantasy factory <laughs> at the bottom, <laughs> just in case. No, but um, but that that looked like so much fun. It was fun, man, and I I'm trying to like go back right now and live it in my brain. It was fun. It was twenty four seven fun there, and there was really a time. It was a small window, but there was a window when we really all were like working there. Like when I was first starting young and reckless, I didn't have a real office. And so I really was working there. Um, Rob still works there to this day. Um, He has all of his employees, all of his, everyone there. Um, But it was just, it was what it looked like. And then, you know, you throw on top of it, you're really just a group of good friends and cousins and family and whatever, but then you're filming a TV show. So you have all of this extra kind of energy and you have MTV's budget and resources, right? Jesus so we would come Christ. up with crazy shit and they would have it the next day. And it would be like, you know, it'd be like literally we need a Corvette 
painted like an American flag with a bald eagle on the front of it, and it would be there the next morning. <laughs> wow. Like, or, or like even weirder shit. Like we need a grown grizzly bear and a hovercraft, and it's there the next <laughs> day. Not, not even exaggerating. Somebody's it's, got a hard job because they're just like, hey. We need a grizzly bear oh and a helicopter. Yeah. And he's like, where the fuck am I going to get a grizzly bear and a helicopter? <laughs> yeah, like, I'll tell That's you. That's your job. You yep. got to figure it out. It's a girl named Jen O'Connor. And she, shout <laughs> oh. out to Jen, she still works with Rob. And she God. is has magic powers. Wow. Like Sounds she can like, just, she literally every single time. It's like being the most time. amazing concierge ever. Yep. Right? Just make, it's like you got to be like Mr. Rourke has to be on your speed dial. Like, hey, Mr. Yeah. Rourke, I need, I need a favor. <laughs> That's really up. what it was like. Because really like Rob, and I will say this, I got to give Rob credit. He came up with pretty much every single episode, flushed out every idea, did every single bit of like what, you know, writing, I guess, even though it wasn't written, but you know what I mean. Um, but he would literally come up with the craziest shit and they would have it the next day. Wow. And then it would be like, well, the Corvette, Ew. like you can't, you got to be careful, you can't break it. And so like he'd be going crazy and he'd, you know, blow a bumper out or something. And then the lady's freaking out because she has to f- explain why the bumper's blown out on the oh Corvette. Like, but anyway, so it was, there was a really magical period, I would say most, mostly so on Fantasy Factory, where it was that fun. The show was a hit. The, everything was just magical. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. That is true. Dude, the guy can't miss. I mean, he he, Rob he has a magic a hero. power. Yeah. I mean, especially like a kid growing up in California, like seeing Rob as a pro skater, then like taking over DC, and then like yeah. you know, Robin Bigger, just like, oh, I love that guy. Oh my! And the show was great. Then Fantasy Factor is a hit, and that ridiculousness is a hit. It's like yeah. the guy just can't miss. Superpowers. He really yeah. like literally. I he has magical powers when it comes to that creating content and creating mm-hmm. it's just like yeah. nothing i've ever seen and we had a staff of incredible producers <clears throat> producers and writers and whatever but he would always like it, he would always spark the idea and he would always flush it out in the end they helped a lot you know in there and they did incredible work i don't want to take anything away from them but he has a real gift i yeah. just I, I like uh his ability to f- you know find people and turn them into and like have not like turn them into things but like make them well, like you, oh. do things with people like if you only knew man <laughs> like if you only knew the depth of like i mean i met chanel i met chanel Ch- West Coast. That, yeah i was gonna just about okay. to mention that chanel so, West Coast. another rapper yep so <laughs> let me say this i when i was first kind of moving here and before tv and before it all kind of made sense um it just seemed like he really liked crazy people like sure. I was like, man, why do you like fucking crazy people so much? Like, why is your house always just filled with fucking crazy people? Like, stop. Like, it was literally like a guy that he met. One of his best friends for a while was a guy he met cleaning cars at the Porsche dealership when he was buying a Porsche. But the guy just had the right level of crazy that hit his radar. And he's like, we should be best friends, right? Right, And yeah. he became a jeweler because of Rob and he blah, blah, blah. And he was this incredible person, but he was just crazy, right? So anyway, Chanel West Coast, Shit. I met because she hit me up on MySpace after... Robin Big was she over. Some of that causing drama, Dick. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> cause some drama over here. That's what she wanted. Oh yeah, cause some drama in that ass. <laughs> <laughs> can't be a part of that. Okay, listen. So, because I had talked about like making beats on uh, on Robin Big, right? And so, right. in between, she hit me up to get beats because she was a rapper. Rapper. So I remember we were looking at her page, and it was just this little blonde girl who was whatever twenty two at the time, and who said she was a gangster rapper, and she had a MySpace music <laughs> oh my page God. and gangster rap, and I'm like, oh my God! So one night we were just hanging out, and we had her over and to my friend's house. We we're just drinking, and she came over, and she was freestyling. She would freestyle about anything, and we're like, holy shit! Like this girl is crazy. 
this is the best I story go, ever. And I'm like, Rob, man, crazy. You won't believe like this girl hit me up on MySpace. She'll rap. She just freestyle raps about anything. It's so crazy. He goes, get her over here now. <laughs> we need her here right now. And I'm like, what? And he's like, get her here right now. Oh, she comes God. over to his house, is like rolling blunts on his back pool table, freestyling. And he's like, okay, I'm doing a new show. It's called The Fantasy Factory. And you're going to be my rapping receptionist. And every time oh. somebody walks into the building, you have to freestyle rap to them about what they're there to see. Literally, that's the way it would work. And I, and, and I remember at the time being like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like this, like, what the fuck? And sure enough, it worked perfectly. Yeah. And the entire Fantasy Factory was just those things pieced together. You know what I mean? It was just a bunch of that. Work of art, man. Yeah, like, Straight fuck, up. man. God, but so still to this day, funny. he'll still go and like, bro, I was at the fucking dealership today, the car dealership, and this fucking guy was so out of his mind and blah, 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 we're going golfing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Man? Like, it's not for TV. Like, that's really how he oh is. Oh, my like, God. That is yeah. amazing. That's how you end up with people like that, though. 100%. And that's the only way that it ever would have worked. God, that is and that's, so you know what I mean? funny. That's Robin ba- I mean, he conceptualized the whole, you know, the... The relationship with Big Black, yeah, was because he was a skateboarder, and skateboarders, when they're out skating around, like in the streets, get kicked out of places a lot by security guards and mm-hmm. cops and whatever, mm-hmm. right? So he said, "I'm going to go hire my own security guard, so that when these security guards come out, my security guard tells them I'm I can stay, and there's going to be this big confusion and this standoff, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, and it started just for fun, like for the DC Shoes skate video, and that turned into. They actually became friends and they they would do the funniest shit. Like they would go out and Rob would like, you know, Rob used to be a lot, have a lot more like temper or whatever, right? And so somebody would mouth off to him, whatever, and he would start shit with him knowing that Big Black was like waiting around the corner and then let the guy follow him around the corner to Big Black, like, what, bitch, what, bitch? You know what I mean? And just like mess with people because he had a big homie, right? He could do anything he wanted. My God. So they ended up going on the gumball car rally. And they were just so funny together that that's where they ran into one of our executive producers who was like, you guys need a show. You need something. Right. Because it's literally just, but that's just how he's been. He did but good for me. MTV for figuring that out. Straight up, man. You know? Yeah. And you want to, I'll really give the credit to, to uh, Rob. Ruben Fleischer was one of the original guys. Shane Nickerson and Jeff Tremaine from Jackass. Yeah. Because it took seven or eight pilots. It took like a year to get that show picked up. Because yeah. they thought it was like MTV thought like no let's do like Rob Dyrdek's rules to live by or Rob Dyrdek's mm-hmm. rules to success or and we literally shot over and over it took so long and finally those guys were like this is what it is trust us let's do the show and MTV yeah, did it that's a really I've I've had I had a meeting at Comedy Central a, oh god years ago four years ago something where I pitched them a show uh, called uh, Fabio and Me and it was mm-hmm. about me moving in with Fabio and Fabio trying to teach me how to be a man. Did you and, check with Fabio or did you pitch it first? No, no, Fabio is like a close friend. That's so I was like, I want to go do this show. And I pitched it as Robin Big. It was like, kind of like Robin Big. Yeah. And they were like, oh, God. We don't, well, I don't know. And yep. like, they were like, they couldn't get it and they couldn't figure out like what we were trying to do. Yep. And I was like, you know, like that show was, was a really interesting show because it was like, you know, you got. It's just two guys. Yeah. That's it. There's no like, oh, they're two guys and they're going to build a house every episode. Yeah. Like it was it was kind of different that way, but it was literally just two guys hanging well, out. I think, you think it picked it. up because of the title. You should have just called it Fob and Pig. 
And there you go. Fob and pig. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Walker down. Walker. Oh, you need. God, just, I felt that in my stomach. <laughs> Holy cow. That was hurtful. Hattie <laughs> Ice. He's a real piece of shit, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like he's been, we've been, we've been like, we've been like best friends this for years. He told me something, like we were driving years. over here today, and he said something about like, I oh, I got this. He's like, I got a message from some guy that I hate. I'm like, I don't remember emailing you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just how that is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny in the comedy scene. It's like, that's what that's something people know about you. What? <laughs> like you, that you were close friends with Fabio. Yeah, people yeah, know that. People know that about I me. I thought you were saying like, I just had this crazy idea. Like I move in with Fabio. Yeah. But no, you're actually homies. No, I've got a yeah. weird, I've got like a kind of a weird vibe in the, in the, in this town with and like at, at the in the comedy world because I kind of do a lot of weird shit and yeah. I've you I've are been, a strange person yeah and I've been doing That's weird great. shit for a while and but everybody kind of like even yeah. as you've showed me videos of you as a kid where you were a weirdo like you're doing a video talking about like the assassination of Franz Ferdinand oh yeah it was I uh, yeah <laughs> like he's like started, twelve, but he's like you started making, like oh yeah yeah the Franz he's making Ferdinand like a uh, uh, like I, I, a four minute documentary of the assassination of Franz Ferdinand for, I had like for no my, reason, not even for school. It was just yeah, to do. I just had I That's had my incredible. grandparents pretend to play the the the, the king of Prussia, the king of Prussia, like, and we what? shot them and stuff. It was <laughs> it was really <laughs> weird, but it, you know, like you you know, this just kind of how you end up in whatever part of the business you kind of yeah. end up. Yeah, in, you know, those are like the beginning weird signs. Yeah. yeah. I always appreciate uh, Brian at a at the store that you kind of let me hang out with uh, up in the up in the little area with the little VIP box. That's a, no, I know, but it's cool. Like it's it's one of those things. It, uh, you know what? Having going and doing that, I, it doesn't seem like that big a deal, but it definitely put it it like it sets you apart in a way and kind of makes you kind of feel like, Oh, I, I am a part of this club. Like I have my name oh, painted yeah. on the club. It makes you, yeah. it makes you feel like you're not just like a person that's like, like a made man in the mafia. Right? Yeah. A little bit, a little yeah. bit. Little have, they, made... have they put your name on the club yet? I'm there, man. But they're okay. like, yeah. two and a half years now. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Um, do you have, um, I, I want to ask each of you guys this, but, uh, do you have a favorite, uh, episode? Do you have a favorite episode of roast battle that you can, that you can tell us? Or do you have a, like, a favorite that you've seen or a favorite joke or something that you've heard happen where you were like, holy shit. One of my favorite moments was uh, the first, because there's this thing called the all, the all nigga wave we do. Mm-hmm. It's uh, They're like a guerrilla sketch team. They're like, you know, I think like the peanut gallery, but they're just, they, they're they insane. Um, so it's like this Jeremiah Watkins, your boy's this white dude. He's just surrounded by like these just ripped ass like black dudes basically yeah. and they're always topless and they're always just doing the craziest sketches they I mean, must like, spend the like a hundred dollars at the 99 cent store before every, nuts, yeah they, before they, every they do like they just bring in tons of just weird props and toys and, and their timing is the most it's it's immaculate i've never seen anything like it uh but my favorite one of my favorite moments was um i mean there's so many there was there's one where one of the kids jack knight he was jesus christ and he crowd surfed on the cross uh <laughs> They did the re. They did a reenactment of uh, Malcolm X getting assassinated. Nine uh, Eleven. They've done at least <laughs> three or four times. They did it in New York, which was dope. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, like that. That that show's crazy. Um, God, another favorite moment was uh, Jamar came up. He was battling one night, and then he came up, and he was uh, he was Hannibal Lecter. So he was like, he had the he had the whole straight jacket, the mask, and everything on. Oh my god. Uh, he do was, they tell you what they're gonna do ahead of time, or they do. just do it? No, because you yeah. want to be surprised. You know what I mean? It, it's it's such an improv based show, so it's like you want to be surprised about what they're gonna do. So I mean, they've they've done so many things where I'm just I I I get geeked at watching them every week, you know. And and the jokes, obviously, too. It's like it's like a dunk contest. It's a dunk contest yeah. every Tuesday. I'm there. Wow. Yeah. So I, I yeah, Ooh, every shit. moment is just it's always different. And then you see, you know, if your heroes there every night, you're like I, I met Jim Carrey, 
uh, God, John Mayer's been there. I mean, there's, there's so many guys. Dave Chappelle is like, he's a fan. He's like, he's a friend of mine now because of the show. You know what oh I mean? Oh my God. So it's That's like, it, just, yeah. And like Dave doesn't go anywhere, but he literally comes to that show every time he's in town. Wow. So it's, That's uh, outrageous. It's a lot of That's fun. Incredible. Uh, Chris, what about you? Do you have, is there a favorite episode of, of, of the shows that you've done? Like, do you have a, a favorite episode of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat where like, he loves the wave, man. Yeah, I, what it is. Yeah, <laughs> black dude show up in his wave. office. They yep. just do crazy stuff. That's my favorite one. Um, no, I don't. There's, there's countless. I, I would say, um, I would say, man, there was an episode one time where I, I got, I, I stood in the middle of a bowl ring and let a bowl just kind of run me down, and like whatever happens, happens, right? Holy and, shit. And I would say, I'm only saying that because it's a little, I feel like it's a little self-centered to say that that's my favorite. It's my favorite only because that was literally the scariest moment in my entire life. Wow. And it was like, the, it's the time in the most in my life when like you're laying on the ground afterwards and you're like, I just got such a good piece of content. Like I just yeah. got such a good piece of footage, and that's going to pay off, and I'm alive, and like whatever. And the episode Holy was great, and, and it turned shit. out good. But yeah, that... That, that probably that one. Were you around a lot of the jackass guys? Were those guys? Did yeah. those guys? And so they came in, in on that episode. There was yeah. actually a moment where Johnny Knoxville and Chris Pontius came in to teach me how to get hit by a bull. <laughs> right. right. Wow. And Chris Pontius said, "Man, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Didn't um, Johnny Knoxville almost die doing that? Yes, like three times. That, oh he's not the guy to teach you how to do it. Then. Oh my god! It, literally, <laughs> them showing up in the building because I didn't know they were coming yeah. was like scarier than seeing the bull. Right? It yeah. was just like, oh <laughs> no! Like, what could no. these guys? Want? Yeah, exactly. Oh, they are man. psychos. So Chris Pontius <laughs> was like, he was like, look, man, of all the shit we do, bulls are by far the scariest. And I'm like, of all the shit you do, <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna tell me that the day before I have to go yeah. face a bull, right? So anyway, um. So they like taught me how to do it. There's no real way to do it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were around them a lot. We were also around the Nitro Circus guys, Travis Pastrana and them. They're oh. literally, they're literally, those guys both, like I think uh, Johnny Knoxville and them are more so like they forfeit their bodies for comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They know that it's going to hurt and it's going to suck, but they know how good the footage is going to be. Right. Where Travis uh, Pastrana and his friends literally are like missing the piece of your brain that tells you to not do that. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I've he, watched that. Sh I've watched Nitro Circus. Oh. You were on that show too. Yeah, we did like a co-episode. Oh my god! Yeah. What a fucking but bunch he, of lunatics! Like they were trying. To, he was trying to ride the dirt bike <laughs> over the foam pit, off the ramp over the foam pit, and slam dunk. And there was a point when he was like, "Oh, I just broke my wrist. I broke my wrist. Let's hurry up before it swells. I got to do another one. I got." And I'm like, "Who thinks that way? What? Like you're missing something? Like oh so my anyway, god! He's the same guy who jumped out of an airplane with no parachute and nothing but boxers and socks on. So. What, is that tr oh. is that true? Yeah, he did that." And then a guy came and caught him and strapped him up and then pulled the parachute. No yeah. way. Out of his mind. The stuff those guys have done, if you really look at the body of work, <laughs> oh Jackass and those guys, yeah. it's absolutely mind-blowing. People have done it. Yeah. What, I wonder what the medical insurance must be on those shows. It's got to be crazy. It has to be, man. I don't know how that works because they do have like, how it. How do they even get it insured? Like, we had it on our show. That's a good yeah. point, actually. I think they probably signed a waiver saying, like, hey, if you die, it's not our fault. Yeah, you they got to be. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, there's definitely that. I right. signed a bunch of those. But I mean, <laughs> but, like, all, like, even the all the injuries. Because like, right. like, literally, if you would that. do anything, if you'd get a sprained wrist or something, they'd be like, you should go check it out. Like, it's on us. You should go check it out anyway. So okay. if they were doing that on that show, they had to do it 10 times an episode. Oh they should just build God. their own hospital. Like, yeah. The Jackass <laughs> Hospital. They really should. They just have it. Like a mobile hospital, hire a couple ER doctors, take them with them. Yeah. Like yeah. the NFL does the stadiums. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What's the three wheeled bike that you guys had on? On uh, Fancy Factory, yeah, the T Rex. T -Rex. Oh, yeah. God, that thing is so fucking cool. It's, it's cool as shit. <laughs> I want one of those things <laughs> I'll so tell you this. bad. It's cool as shit, but it sucks to drive. 
Really? It does. It's just because, A, it's fast as shit. It's like zero to 60 in like 3.6 seconds or something. Oh, my God. And there's no doors. And you're literally, it feels like you're sitting on the ground because it's so low. Yeah. And then the shifter is like a motorcycle. So it's like one down, six up or whatever. But it's a it's a rod coming out of the thing. It's really ghetto. Is that the only three-wheeled one that you've ridden? Or is there, because there's another, isn't there another three-wheeled? There is one that exists currently called like the whiplash or something. Oh. The whip. I I took one of those Can Am spiders uh, one time. Those are fun. I've never felt like more of a douchebag yep. and happier yep. in my life. <laughs> That's how I felt when, when those I... little hoverboards first came out. Yeah, I was like, man, this is fun, but damn it, I look stupid. <laughs> 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 we saw a guy on one of those fake hoverboards on the drive over here. He's rolling along with both hands in his pants, like grabbing his dick. Both hands down the street. Both hands down his pants, just just riding down. the Right down just the side, jerking himself. Yeah, literally. Feeling, I'm like, literally like, feeling I guess it's what it is because, like, you know, you get rid of the handle on the sub on the Segway, and you got to put your hand somewhere. So <laughs> just start jerking off while you're, you're like, doing holy it. Holy shit, that shit's crazy. That's really yeah. I was crazy. like, what the? Just forfeit it all. Both his hands are in his pants. I was like, what the? Wow, crazy. Uh, Chris, we gotta hit. We gotta talk about this uh, before we wrap up. Yep. Young and reckless. Uh, how, like. Like, how did this come to be? How did this clothing com- company come to be? Because uh, honestly, uh, when we were when I was doing uh, Big Time Rush yep. back in the day, yep. um, I had a clothing company that I started yep. uh, called Giant Creature, which is now the name of my production company. It's like my Dope. my you know personal company where that we do a nighttime show out of and all that stuff. But Matt helped me put the company together, put yep. the website together, and we yep. would like you know put together. Uh, you know, everything you know, is being sold. Online. Everything's oh yeah, we my selling mine everything started. All over the world. Yeah, mine was like yeah. PayPal and fucking yeah. I, we garage. only did it. We only did it for like a, a year. A year, and then yeah. we were like, this is so expensive. <laughs> yeah, not, was, we're not making any ass. money. Yeah. I just thought it was. I thought it was cool, and also I thought it was cool because I was so fat too at the time that yeah. I was like, I can make my own clothes. Like I yeah. can just make as many shirts in my yeah. size as I want. <laughs> I can wear them every day, and they yep. look awesome. Yep. And uh, and then you know I was like, nah, I should probably lose weight. Stop spending money on a whole damn company for no reason <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> How did, you gotta tell me about the company yeah so really um um it was like the moment we started doing reality tv we loved it we were having fun but i knew like you know rob was a pro skateboarder at the end of the day rob was a already rich businessman on some level um I didn't have a thing and I didn't want my thing to be reality TV. Right. Sure. So I knew that pretty much right away. And I think that what happened was Robin big was kind of like, Oh, we did reality TV and move on. Didn't have time to do anything. Um, when fantasy factory came around and that opportunity came around, I knew before we started, I'm like, I'm not going to let this one pass. I'm going to create something here and use this as my platform to launch that. So smart. Because all that I wanted in life was to be able to live in LA to make okay money but have my own life, not be Rob's cousin, not be a reality star, not have to go do club appearances, not, you know what I mean? Because reality TV club appearances are one of the most miserable things you can do as a human being. Um, yeah. So, because you're literally just sitting there like drinking a vodka cranberry and the kids are looking at you. Right? I know. At least like, oh, I, I yeah, see that. She, I know that Chanel already. does a lot of that stuff, but she yeah. does, at least she like, at least she, she can perform. Yeah. And she'll DJ and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, at least she can make it a thing. It was me. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, this is cheers. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I needed the, I need my rent paid. Um, so, anyway, so 
I, you know, it came from a, a little bit deeper interest in clothing and in that stuff and, and mainly more so in marketing and branding and, and that. Um, and then I realized, just like I said, that Fantasy Factory was a massive platform to push that. So I just rushed it. It was a crash course, the same as anything else. I just went, I happened to find really good partners who knew what they were doing, who did the initial manufacturing and distribution. I trademarked the shit, came up with the name, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, luckily, and I'm going to say luckily because I can't give myself this much credit, the name also just kind of fit into the lifestyle of the television show. Mm-hmm. I didn't think like, okay, what am I going to do that's going to be off of this show? I didn't really think that way. I just wanted to create a brand that was a lifestyle that meant something to kids. So it just so happened that there's plenty of room to market that on the show. So when I, the way it kind of worked between Rob and I is I obviously wanted his help in the beginning. I wanted him to do the whole thing for me. Mm-hmm. He was too busy. He didn't have that. He was just like, if you want to do it, go do it. But when I did it, then there was room on a TV show to do an episode about it. Right. Sure. So him and I kind of teamed up. What can we do? Whatever. He came up with the initial idea of you're going to have to jump out of a six story building to prove that you're young and reckless, um, which I ended up doing. And we did a few episodes about it over the years and it just worked, man. It just, there's a lot of it that I think, yeah. yeah, I was smart and yeah, I did the right research and yeah, whatever. But there's a lot of it that was the timing was right and the shit just worked. Yeah. You it know? was really smart doing, doing, starting a clothing line on a TV show. Yeah. Is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew. It. I mean, look at the, uh, the Kardashians literally yeah. every season. They're yeah. like, they're like, we're starting a, a yoga pants company. Yes. We're starting a perfume line this season. Here's shampoo. Yeah. Nail files. You, you know, they just have to fuck Ray J to make yeah. it happen. Either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really didn't. You didn't fuck Ray J. Did you, no. did you, did you guys? Ray listen, J? this is how it all happened. I fucked Ray J. <laughs> I did too. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be the funniest thing in the I world? I did it first, though. So. <laughs> if the name of this episode was uh, Drama and Brian fucked Ray J, that's just the name of the episode. This that might work. Ruin the whole I show. Could catch fire. Um, that, um, that's yeah, no, they really. To be honest, I mean, they're doing like it or not. I don't, I don't love it, but they're doing what we did on steroids. I mean, it's the, oh, it's the yeah, same. That shit's you know, insane. We it's just, thing. yeah. Well, I mean, you, other you types millions of people, Yeah, if you have a hit show and people are watching, it's like that's there's no better marketing than that. Yeah, of course. Not necessarily on steroids on estrogen, other <laughs> types of hormones. But there you go. Yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, it's more accurate. What What's the brand up to right now? Is there stuff that's coming out? Yeah. So right now we're we're. Uh, few things we're transitioning a little bit more for a while it was really loud graphic screen print bright colors young and reckless right um so we're kind of transitioning a lot more into cut and sew and actual on trend product and you know elongated tees and denim and stuff like that uh really really big on price Mm. i have always wanted my mission statement from day one has been i want the same sort of uh connection with the fans that like these streetwear brands have and what people line up for but i want to be affordable i don't want to be too cool for my own customer like Mm -hmm. i want to be the coolest guy in middle america i don't need to be the coolest guy on rodeo or on fairfax right yeah um and so you know i think that obviously it's important that we do cool shit and we do a lot of really cool like la shit like the comedy show um but that's my goal man at the end of the day i want people to be able to afford it and I think now more so than ever, it's important because a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are having trouble and it's, you know, whatever. They they deserve it. But um, and also moving heavily into e-com. Um, so just like you, we kind of started with the web store. Everyone kind of did that. And then sure. the it was still the old school model of retail brick and mortar um, business. And they're having a lot of trouble in that business now. And now it's all about kind of owning your own shit and having your e-com and having that all dialed. So 
that and then like i said doing the comedy thing trying to do content trying to establish what the fuck the brand means and say this is what we stand for it's not just me dancing around on instagram or reality tv it's actually a message here so i totally get that as a whole that is um that's kind of where we're at makes a lot of sense um uh we got to wrap this thing up but brian let's uh let's just chat real quick about uh what's coming up for roast battle what's what's happening next next thing for roast battle we are uh hitting the road we're going to be in four cities uh in uh, for a week in june starting june 12th we'll be in austin flag day june 14th will be here uh june 16th will be in chicago at lincoln hall and then june 19th father's day juneteenth that the slaves got Mm -hmm. freed on father's day niggas don't have fathers uh we're gonna be in new york at the gramercy theater wow wow yeah. cool that's it and then uh oh yeah and then the uh we air july 28th through the 31st and the 31st of july we're going live to air oh my god on and comedy central on comedy central and wow. which is nuts because they don't do a lot of live events they so, don't do I think any like, live events exactly matt yeah so it's it, there by the way and you've you're seen doing, the show you're doing roast battle live that's the reaction i wanted to see because i'm even i'm shocked i mean isn't that nuts that's, they know the content you do. They know the content we do very you, well, oh and they're going God. live at 9 p.m. on July 31st. At 9 p.m.? Like Ooh, midnight, nine. maybe, but 9 p.m. 9 p.m. East okay. Coast, 6 p.m. So West Comedy Coast. Central oh is closing down as a network. <laughs> yeah, <on the> <laughs> July 31st. Yeah, August 1st, no more Comedy Central. Yeah. Yeah. will destroy oh, Comedy Central. Wow. Revolution Holy will be televised. Yeah. That's unreal man i can't believe I mean, it either I, i'm still like i'm I, who's I'm gonna be people. on that show do you know are you ready there's for some like, names i can't i can't are you ready uh, for the hate mail because you're gonna get so oh, much i can't, hate mail I, I, I can't wait for that I'm, I'm i'm more nervous than they are which is nuts wow yeah. god good lord how many are wow. you doing are you doing we're doing it's a mini series like four episodes wow like we're dude. literally we're shooting i want to say yeah it's it airs july 28th i mean we shoot like the day before and then they're mm-hmm. just going to like do a, a big 12 hour turnaround and just air it the next day. What a huge, wow. that's going to change your entire life. Yeah. It's going to, and it, it, it'll feel it really weird. Is. And I'm, yeah. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like embrace it more instead of just being like, I'll be okay. I'm like, no, nah, live TV is something different, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to do some serious shit for you. We'll see. I mean, like, everything. we're, yeah, we're, I mean, we're not at the, like, we're not trying to be offensive, but we can be. Like, anybody can take anything we do as, as offensive. Yeah. Is, uh, am I allowed to ask, is the wave going to be involved? Everybody's there. Is Skakel going to be there? I'm hoping. Oh, God, I hope so. I'm hoping. Oh, I'm hoping. You know, yeah, he, <laughs> Chris doesn't know. Uh, so, the this, this show is, there's, uh, I'm the host, there's two battlers, there's uh, there's a panel of just, like, you're talking about the best judges in comedy and, like, film and, and athletes, things like that. Like, uh-huh. they all come to the show and they all judge. Yep. Uh, and then you have my, my dope-ass DJ in the back, Coach T. He's, like, he's the quickest dude with, with two hands on a turntable. He's sound effects, music, everything. It's all in sync. Like, he's scoring it like a, like a live movie. Uh-huh. And then you've got this all-nigga wave on the corner. They're, like, these just... They're just like sketch artists. They're crazy. They're, they're doing things live while like these guys are battling. And then you have this guy in the corner. We used to call it the whites only section, uh-huh. and he just says the most racist things you can think, <laughs> and everybody's cool with it. <laughs> it's insane. like literally on Tuesday, he, yeah. uh, a battler gave him a present, and it was a it was a clan hood. <laughs> and wow. all of Comedy Central was there. They were all there, and he was like, he's like, you fucking idiot. He's like, I told you all the Comedy Central was going to be here. You bring this. It's the wrong size. <laughs> <laughs> and then the wave burned the hood, and it was dope. So when, wow. when you do them, you do it every week. Here? We do it every yeah. Tuesday at uh, the Comedy Store. Yeah, can yeah, we you, go to one? Of them? Yes, we can. Yeah. Absolutely. Come through oh, next week, man. Yeah, it's gonna please. be real dope next week. Please, yeah, yeah I'm we'll there. do it. We'll do it. That's we'll make incredible. it. Come sponsor the show. Yeah. Hey. Whatever. Yeah. Yes. I'm Bro, in. I mean, yeah. Uh, we're me sponsored by Speed. We do right now. So yeah, we love a clothing line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm man. down for it. And they give away all sorts of great 
Oh yeah, the yeah. goodies. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about uh, having a clothing line called Young and Reckless is like people don't expect us to be like uh, yeah. politically correct. You know? Oh, this show is yeah. just this show is just <laughs> reckless. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we're yeah. literally just reckless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, all right, we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up. Um, uh, Brian, where can people find you? Uh, at Rose Battle on Twitter, uh, verbalviolence.tv uh, is the website. Uh, at Verbal Boxing on Instagram. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, Matt, what about you? Where can people get you? Uh, you can just go to funnymat.com or if you don't like me, just let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. Yeah. It's a great website, by the way. It's just people giving Matt shit on and that. being mean to him. <laughs> That's uh, Chris, where where can people find you? Uh, drama on Instagram. Uh, drama Drama on Snapchat. Uh, youngandreckless.com and then I just started a new podcast myself called Short Story Long so check that out leave your Very feedback cool. good or bad and don't forget cause and drama on MySpace and cause and drama <laughs> on MySpace so I'll be the one with the jerseys on. <laughs> what's your Twitter what's did you say your uh, it's drama drama too I just don't really tweet much yeah I don't have I feel like I put so much uh, my effort all goes to Instagram, Instagram. and now Snapchat so when I tweet Damn sometimes it. I feel like I'm just talking to myself I, no, I get it. Like people I don't really it. respond. or like, hey, where's Mini Horse? I know. <laughs> where's Mini Horse? <laughs> like, well, I, I just, uh, you, know. you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Glickman on all social media, you know, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and um, of so course, clean. on MySpace. On MySpace, I'm uh, I'm still Farts McDougal, I believe. <laughs> I'm not, that was my, that was my nice. rap name. Yeah. Um, you've been listening to The Nighttime Show. You can always go to the Improv website. Our show is always a Saturday night once a month. It's usually second or third week of the month. Um, in uh, in June, you know, we got a uh, Harlan Williams, Lucas Brothers, uh, Lucas Brothers, Wendy Liebman, Wendy Liebman, and, and some um, other big names. Some we're other big on. names we're talking to right now. Um, and big thanks to uh, our our uh, May guys. I mean, we oh. uh, in May we had Tom Segura, Dane Cook, Dane Cook, thank Helen you, Helen Hong, Helen Hong, Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, who's been on the podcast. Yes, but voice of Goofy, and uh, which was it was his first time performing at the Improv in thirty five years, wow. which thirty years, um, thirty years, eighty six was the last time. Yeah, unreal. Bill Hicks was on the show the last time that he had done the show, which and is insane. insane, and it was his first time his son had ever seen him do stand up. Yeah, because he, he's not even a stand up comic. He huh. followed. Uh, Helen Hong, Dane Cook, Tom Segura. He goes up for the first time in like 20 years, crushed it. Crushed. Destroyed after like the uh, murderer's row. Well, why would you guys do that to him, first of all? We, we, it it just, just worked out. It like, was just happening happened just to happened. be the way to and do he, it. He did, you know, he did like he's five like, minutes. He's like and 65 years old. He like, he's 65. He did, he did Bugs Bunny. And he does Bugs Bunny and, uh, and Daffy Duck and everything. He did, he did impressions of people that I'm sure... In the audience, maybe ten percent knew who he was doing, mm-hmm. and they still laugh. He did a Paul Lind impression, what? but he got laughs. But he got, got laughs. laughs. That's the crazy thing. It was... I know people don't know who that is because yeah. they're not game show nerds like me watching right. the Hollywood Squares rerun from nineteen eighty. But <laughs> and then we got to close the show with uh, DJ Dunk Pound, mm-hmm. who is uh, Doug Listenhop, who's the editor and um, the editor and producer of Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Right. Great job, yeah. Portlandia and Eric Andre. And shout show. out to Iron so. Knot. For, yeah, and Iron Knot was our band. Uh, they fucking came in and killed it. And uh, and Josh Sussman was on the show. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. We got Casper Van Dien coming in in June. Can't wait. You're kidding. Yeah, we're gonna do Casper Van Dien. We're, we're doing it. We're, yeah. we're starting the show with a. Um, well, don't even give it. Away. It's fun. Yeah, it's come see it. Come, come see, see the show. It, you'll see what. Listen, thank you so much for. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast on iTunes and all other places, and uh, leave comments and do things and uh, be well. Follow your dreams. Oh, come on.